what's next. Welcome to another episode of What's Next. The purpose of this show is to talk about exactly that. What is next? What comes after? Tragedy, love, anxiety, risks? You fill in the blank. I will cover topics I've experienced. I'll have guests speak about their situations. And hopefully you as a listener will also send in your topic requests. And together we will find out what's next. Thank you for joining us on another podcast. It should be Wednesday, June the 5th. Uh, We recorded this back on Monday the 3rd. But uh, today, listening, it should be Wednesday, June 5th. So good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. Uh, We hope you guys enjoy yet another episode of What's Next. So stay tuned to see what we get into today. Welcome to another episode of What's Next. Well, Andre, we've been talking about anxiety the last couple weeks, and uh, I know you kind of mentioned last week um, a little bit about your friend that had reached out to you, and I've had several that have reached out to me, Um, and so we kind of want to get back into talking about that a little bit. I'm not sure. We said last week we weren't sure if that was going to be the last episode. Um, Anxiety is such a big topic that uh, if we wanted to, we probably could take this on for many, many, many episodes, I would think. Um, But to listeners out there, I do apologize. I have been under the weather, um, so I haven't had a whole lot of social media posts. You guys probably haven't seen many of those. Um, I haven't been doing very many because I just haven't been feeling well. Um, But I wanted to still make sure that I stay on point and on track, you know, to make sure that we still have an episode out. And so here we are, going to make that deadline of our Wednesday um, new episode. We're still going to put one out. So we're here. Andre may do more talking than me today. Uh, (laughs) He he may have to carry the show on his back. We'll see how that goes. Of course, uh, I love talking, so we'll see how that (laughs) we'll see how it all goes. Um, But uh, one of the things I wanted to make sure of is too is you know we kind of talked about things um, really general uh, for more of a, a general. Uh, perspective and so I want to make sure that to our audience um, that they're understanding that you know we we've experienced things in our own lives too and and so you know some of the things we're talking about no we may not have experienced every form of anxiety um, but we have them in our own life and so I wanted to make sure that to the listeners that you know nothing ever came across as uh, you know we were just saying it or we were just talking from inexperience or you know or or anything was said in in any type of way that uh it seemed uneducated um 
everything that we've said, we've researched, we've we've talked to people, um, and a lot of where we've experienced it ourselves. Um, so I myself um, have experienced uh, quite a bit of anxiety, especially after losing my father and the way that I did. Um, you know, there was there was some uh, even some PTSD from that. Um, you know, I don't know that um, it's normal to walk in and see your father lying on the ground, you know, covered in blood and, you know, these things. And so it was a shock for me. And so these are things that, you know, have caused, you know, uh, anxiety and stuff within me. And so I don't know about you, Andre, if there's, you know, losing your brother and other things. I don't know if that's caused forms of anxiety for you. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it has, you know, in... I kind of recall back then, it kind of came in spurts, so I didn't really know, you know, kind of what it was and, and, you know, how to identify it back then, um, but now kind of looking back on it, I, I definitely, you know, know that was some form and type of, of anxiety, you know, now that I look back on it, but I can, you know, actually grow from that and, um, yeah, you know, come to a different place, you know, mentally and just, you know, kind of help somebody know get over that hill get over that yeah yeah and i and i think that it's it's you know one of those things to where you know we we want to be careful and we want to make sure as you're listening that we you know we never say that you know we know that it's not something that's uh, something you can just do easily and quickly if it was everybody would do it you know and it's not one of those things to just say hey you know i don't know why you don't just get over this anxiety already you know it's something that it takes time it takes work it takes effort and the biggest thing it takes is support, you know, from others. You having somebody that is there to support you, either a loved one, a significant other, or you know, got us here at What's Next podcast. You know, we're here, <laughs> we're here to support you. We're we're here exactly. for you. And uh, so, if you're listening, you know, um, you feel like you got nobody else. Well, you got us. You know, we care. Um, if we don't know you, get on our list. Get on our uh, our email and email us, message us, inbox us. Um, you know, we'll write back. We'll respond. We've responded to people. Um, so I'm getting Andre. I'll be getting him some of the logins and stuff to the pages. And so when there'll be messages coming in, he'll be able to interact too. So it'll be me or Andre or my wife responds on there sometimes. And so, you know, we have a crew we're trying to put together and hopefully maybe we can even get Andre's wife on there. And, you know, we'll just have a crew of, of us uh, here from, from the What's Next podcast just to really you know, be like, hey, we're here, we care, we're concerned. Um, we're not going to have all the answers. And as we always say, if it's an emergency, you know, there's the crisis hotline, there's the 911. Um, but if you're just looking for somebody to talk to, to say, hey, listen, you know, I'm going through this. I <laughs> I just want to talk to somebody. That's what we're here for. Right. And I, uh, this series, I've just been kind of thinking about it the last couple of days. And uh, it's just been powerful. Um, just kind of revisiting, you know, from the first episode all the way, you know, to this episode and just, you know, following up. Um, it's just been, you know, powerful. Um, but I, I just kind of wanted to, you know, touch on like, a, I guess, the, the lighter side of it. Like, so, for example, right now I'm feeling um, I'm feeling anxious while okay. I'm meeting in the morning for uh, my new job. And so. I want to just ask, is there, like, such thing maybe, like, as a, like, positive, positive anxiety, you know, maybe, or, you know, kind of, because it's not, like, a negative thing that I'm well, feeling, you know what I'm saying, or more like a, a anticipation type of thing. Yeah, well, I know? think, I think, I mean, we have, naturally, as humans, 
um, we have emotions, we have, um, you know, we, we have joy, happiness, sadness, anger, you know, we have all these emotions, you know, guilt, uh, frustration, I mean, all these things that we feel, and I think everything is okay to have, otherwise we wouldn't have been given those, you know, those, those emotions or those feelings. Right. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, right. um, and I think it can be a good thing, you know, like you're saying, like, I, I don't think... You know, to be anxious, like I'm anxious because I want to get started already. Like yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I yeah. think that I think that's a good that's a good form of it. Yeah. That's a good form of it. Yeah. I was thinking so. I was kind of just thinking about it and, um, you know, just trying to get on the lighter side of things. You know, just you know, just trying to think about it in a different perspective, look at it from a different angle. So, yeah, kind of made me feel good though. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. You know, but it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good meaning, it's positive, uh, just positive vibes, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think that's good. I think the, the, the one that we've been talking about has been more of the other side of it was the um, anxiety and the worry and the fretting and the, you know, all these things, which is such a, it's a real thing. Right. Um, but being anxious about the good things, that's, that's not a bad thing, you know, like, uh, you know, you're that kid and it's uh, the night before Christmas. You don't even want to go to bed because you're anxious because you're like, man, hyped up. This stuff's coming, you know. Exactly. And so, you know, so that that's good, too. You know, um, it, it's I think it's kind of like everything's good in moderation. Um, and I think there's some people that have just been so overwhelmed or burdened by whatever they face that sometimes they, you know, they can't control it. Like, you know, we talked about, again, I know we've mentioned it every week. It's not like a broken record, but... The girl couldn't even go to the beach, right? I mean, she just so overcome with um, her emotions or overwhelmed with her feelings of anxiety that even the good, simple, happy things, it it gets to her. Like, it's okay in the beginning, but then she starts adding all this stuff onto it, you know? And, uh, you know, I have friends that, you know, they'll talk about stuff that, like, good stuff, but then, like, oh, you know, I, I, uh, let me use yours for example. I'm starting a new job tomorrow. I'm like, I'm anxious. I'm excited. It's coming in the morning, and then they'll be like, "But, like, what if they don't like me? Like, what if, what if I don't do a good job? Uh, what if I'm late? Right? Man, what yeah, if? Yeah. And then they just start it's building like, up all the stuff, and then they start worrying, you know. And and uh, and it's real. It happens, right. um, you know. But if you can stay positive and stay focused and put that out there, that hey, man, you don't gotta worry about all that stuff. Just go in there excited and just say. You know what? It's a new job. It's a new opportunity for new things to happen. Right. I'm excited about it, and I'm just gonna let that excitement just overflow. Yeah, and exactly. Be, you know, exactly. and so I think uh, I think that's a good way to look at things, Andre. Yeah, yeah. There's I wish I could levels. be as positive as you all. Yeah, well, I'm not. You know, I had a coworker one time. He was just probably the most positive person, and that kind of helped me in life because I'm like, you know, I mean, I was positive before. But kind of, you know, meeting new people and kind of, you know, seeing their, like, outlook on life and seeing how optimistic they are, even in, like, crazy situations. Like, this, I mean, the building could be burning down. He'd be like, man, let's stay positive and motivated. I'm like, what? You just want to punch him? <laughs> the, building, the building is burning down, bro. Right Dude, now. Where, you, where you at, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? But, yeah, it, it, it's good. It's good. I think it's good it, to have those feelings. It, it's good to have people like that. And, and you know what's funny is... You know, there's cliche things that people say, and you know, you know, I've had people say, I've heard, 
heard people say about certain individuals that are positive like that, well, you know, he ain't never been through anything in his life. He don't understand. Or, you know, he doesn't know or he hasn't experienced this or that. And, of course, he's going to be happy and positive. But what you'll find out, usually, more times than not, the guy that is that is so um, confident and happy in himself and in his life and is just positive and upbeat, he's usually that guy that actually has the most uh anxiety and sadness and hurt and pain and struggles in his life and it's because he's gone through so much and he hurts so much he don't want nobody else to hurt and so he's like i'm gonna i am gonna be as positive as i can for you because i don't want you to experience what i'm experiencing and so I, i i've i've noticed that as i've started to join up with these different there's all these different groups um, that uh, What's Next podcast is now associated with. There's, uh, Let me read through a couple of these. I'll give them a shout out. Um, one of the ones I was actually fortunate, and I think I talked about this last week, uh, fortunate enough to be on. If you guys haven't already seen it, um, get on Instagram and go check out. Uh, let's see here. I believe I want to get theirs right. Suicide Survival 365. Um, this uh, Jamie is her name. Um, she started this uh, this this page, and not just this page, but um, this work uh, towards basically a community for suicide support and awareness. And um, she lost her father to suicide, as as I did, and um, so she started this uh, this movement towards just uh, giving people a platform to talk about what they've been through and their loss and and all this stuff. And so um, I actually was able to go on there and uh, uh, film the video to, to talk about my dad. And so it was awesome to be able to get my story out there. And so she reached out, and uh, I believe Jamie and I are now lifelong friends that uh, we talked about we're a part of this special group that we don't want to be a part of, but we are right, because right. of what we've been through. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And uh, so being able to lift each other up. And so she was one, and so we formed this group, and um, and we're calling ourselves, uh, make sure I get our, our, uh, our hashtag, uh, proper um, because we've been um, in this group kind of chatting and talking back and forth and really just being a, 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 a group coming together so team suicide prevention is what we're calling ourselves and uh, suicide um, underscore hotline official suicide underscore prevention underscore 2019 surviving underscore the underscore worst uh, so there's so many and there's tons of other ones but I'm just amazed at the stories of some of these people that are talking about you know where they faced even wanting to take their own life they faced struggles hardships trials anxiety pressure uh, depression all of these things and yet here they are starting these foundations or these movements or these pages or these groups or whatever you want to call them because they're all different types of things but they've started these things to help other people because they know what it's like to be sad and to feel sad and to feel hurt and to feel that that weight of that anxiety and where it's put them through and all they want to do is help other people because they don't want anybody to feel like they feel and so I understand that because I, I felt those feelings, you know, of the loneliness and the depression and the hurt and the frustration and the fear and all these things. And so, you know, I've been in that position. And of course, I don't want nobody to feel that way either. You know, I want to walk around with a smile and say, hey, I love you. Hey, 
I care about you. Hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, God loves you. Right. You know, and just spread that message like you're talking about a positivity um, because, man, I don't want nobody to feel the pain I felt or go through what I've gone through. Yeah. So I yeah. want to help. Yeah, for sure. And um, I like I said, I mean, just you, you know, talking about all those groups and um, that's just awesome how, you know, you can just reach out and reach and touch people and connect in a certain way to ultimately help people and then you know what just unselfish attributes for those people to you know, know start something like that just to kind of you know um you know reach people and there's so many people um affected by this that we don't even know about yet i know that still people you know, you know the next generation to come and um you know who knows maybe this you know our podcast you know reach and touch people everywhere you know, you just never know. I want to be, you know, as optimistic, optimistic as possible. And um, so we can, you know, ultimately help people. That's just, that's the main goal. You know, that's that's the main, you know, just having a heart, you know, for, for people and a love for people, you know. And, and just you explaining, just talking about yourself, how you don't want anybody to feel like you felt. You know, that's big. You know, just, just kind of listening to that and, and seeing you execute this and, and execute this platform and, and, and just start something to develop and, and get something going. Um, it, it's just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that was the whole reason for it. And, and, you know, that's kind of what I was looking for when I was looking for who, you know, who can I bring on to help me out with this? Who can I bring on that, uh, that has a heart for people that wants to, wants to just really care. And, 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 you know, of course you and I met and, you know, talking to you and seeing, you know, there are people that can, um, let me see if I can think of a way to articulate this in word. Um, but there are people that can fake it, so to speak. Yeah. You know, they can kind of carry yeah. themselves for a couple of weeks. So, oh man, I think I looks like a you know, he looks like a nice guy, and uh, I, he looks like he takes care of his family. But then, like day in day out, be like, hey, I'm this guy that, you know, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not, you know, I'm not rich in money. But I'm rich in love. I'm rich in family. Right. I, I have a wealth in what I have and what God's given me, and I'm gonna do everything I can to hold tight to the things that I love, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be happy in it, and I'm gonna be fulfilled in it. And that's what I seen in you. Right. And I said, yeah. man, this is a guy that you know loves his family, loves his wife, loves his kids, and it, it just you know is happy and content in that. Right. And right. it's that 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 is what it's that base, um, having that base is what makes you to be able to just pour out love to other people because you have a solid base, a solid foundation. Right. And when you have that, I mean, yeah. it's easy to love being outside of that. And, yeah. you know, so many people take that for granted. They yeah, don't they realize. Do. They don't they realize do. what they have. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, um, that's another thing, you know, like family's big, you know, and it always has been, and, and just, you know, trying to get that out there. Because like you said, I mean, we are... Our time is limited, and and that's that's the big thing. We can't get it back, and we have to, you know, you know, really like appreciate and and, and take time every day, you know, just to kind of appreciate the loved ones around us. Um, and that can also help you feel better too, you know. Yeah. If you're, you know, another thing like you said, people around you, people in your circle, if you're dealing with something, you know, reach out to them. You know, reach out to us at What's Next Podcast, and you know, hopefully, you know, you can get some help anybody listen to this right now you know it's just do something you know just, don't just ignore you know your friends or your feelings 
um, you know, just do something. You know, it'll it'll help in the long run. It it really will. It really will. And I um, just to let you know, like I uh, I had talked to my cousin, um, my cousin April. Uh, she recently um, got married, and um, you know, just um, my love for her is just. Uh, I don't know if I could ever explain it. I've talked about her in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, when I, uh, when I lost my father, she was in, um, I, I, I meant to ask her this so I could get it right, but I believe she was in Korea at the time, I believe. Um, but she, you know, got a flight here and her and my dad did not have the best relationship. Um, you know, and I, and I actually think she really couldn't even stand my dad, to be honest. Wow. And, uh, but she loved me and, uh, so, and my brothers. And so she got on a plane and she flew halfway across the world to be here and support and take care. And and, and there's no way, no way that I could have made it through, you know, all the things that I had to go through with my dad. Everybody told me how strong I was like, man, you're so strong and man, you, you handle yourself. And, but a lot of people don't know it's because I had her over there. I just, every time I felt weak, I'd look at her and be like, all right, I got some more strength. I got some more strength. Yeah, some you know, because I'd just be, I had her in my corner. That's right. right. And, and you know, my wife was there too. So not to not to belittle or take away, um, my wife was there for the, the comfort that I needed. Right, uh, right. But, uh, but my cousin was there for just that strength, that family, that, that rock. You know, right. she was there. And uh, so this... Uh, this past week, I believe it is, um, she was getting married, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of family don't support uh, her choice. Uh, she married a, a woman, and uh, so a lot of family were just like, you know, judging her and all this stuff. And, and I told her, I said, look, I love you. Like, right, you know, it's, right. it's not my place to decide, you know, what, you know, what choices you're making in life. I love you or whatever you do. I support you. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, now is my turn to love you unconditionally. Now is my turn to be there for you. Wow. And uh, so I went, you know, went to her wedding and supported her and just was there for her to, you know, just just to love her and be there for her and, right. and hopefully lift her up. And, you know, seeing her and, and you know, you know, she was actually brought to tears because, there's so much of our family that say they love her, but wasn't there to support her and, you know, didn't show up for her. And, and uh, so, you know, shame on them, I guess. Right, right, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. But I was there, you know, and, and uh, but to have somebody like her that just, like, you know, just just there for me and just loved me and just, it didn't matter. No matter what, what I, you know, what the situation was, you know, she flew across the world. I told her, you know, I don't know, you know, that there's any bounds or anything that you know, if you need it, I'm gonna be there. Right. And so right, exactly. being that way for somebody, that's 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 what we wanna do. That's how we wanna be. We wanna be that that person to somebody that says, Hey, you can count on me, you can lean on me if you need something, I'm there. Right, right. Yeah, that's important, man. Just uh what a wonderful feeling to have real authentic like relationships like that. To the point, you know, where it doesn't even matter, you know, what's going on in your life or what kind of situation it is. Like, you've showed me a certain amount of love and you've shown me through your actions. You just didn't talk about it. You know, you've actually came through for me and we're here and, you know, you were present. Um, Like you said, when you needed her the most, you know, she was there. Um, And I just couldn't recall, like, going back to listening to that podcast that you had um about your dad just that that ray of light when you brought her up i was like man i don't even i don't even know this woman but just listening 
through to the podcast is just like this woman came through big for your family in, the, oh, in, yeah. in a time of need and so that that's real big that's what you want nowadays really yeah. you just want people to you know show up and and, and show out big and, and just kind of be there um you know when because i mean you got to think about it in, in retrospective i mean without her yeah and from for this from my perspective i'm listening to the podcast without her i mean i don't know how you would have handled everything i mean everything was just coming at you in waves i mean you were, you know, trying to handle it the most, the best you could. But, I mean, it was just, I mean, but when she came, it was kind of like, you know, calm in the storm. You know, it was just like she was there, and you were like, I could take a deep breath, you know. hundred uh, percent. And still, you know, kind of keep treading forward and, 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 you know, take care of what you got to take care of during the, during that tough time. So, yeah, I mean, that's love. That's, that's the love is big. You know, that is. is that is that is big and uh you know, no matter what that's crazy. And you like, you know I guess the role flipped and she got married and you know, whatever situation was going on with that and the family was kinda, you know, skeptical, but you were there. And um I think that's gonna be big in the back of her mind, like, hey, like he was there, you know. I mean, even family even turned their back from what it sounds like they, you know, yeah. kinda shied away from the fact of, you know, me, you know, whatever her preference is, but you were there. Yeah. That that and none of that mattered in that moment except like just being there for her. So that's big. That's big. Yeah, and I and I, and I told her and it's so true based on even what I said in my previous recordings is like it didn't matter I'm I was gonna be there, wasn't nothing gonna stop me from being there. I was like I'm I'm gonna be there for you. I don't care what's going on. I'm I'm gonna show up. Because like you said, you could say it all day, but it's it's when you do it. And so, you know, here's someone where she, you know, she could have sent a card from Korea. She could have said, hey, loving you all the way from Korea. You know, she could have done that. Yeah. You know, and it would have been, yeah. you know, I'd have been like, hey, thank you and for, you know, sending me this card. That meant a lot, you know, or she could have sent me a video or a text. Hey, I love you. I'm sorry for what you're going through, but I'm here for you. You need anything. Right. But she didn't do that. She jumped on a plane, flew all the way over here took her personal time off because, I mean, my dad was just uncle to her, so the military, they're not going to give you special privilege time off for right, that. Right, You know, so she took her own time, you know, so she gave up her own time off. She gave up, you know, all that, you know, and, and then jumped on a plane, and I, I don't even ever even ask her. She probably, you know, had to pay the airline ticket to get back here. I mean, like, all that stuff I didn't even consider. And then she gave us money, I think, to help us pay for part of the funeral or the casket or something, and on top of that, you know, my dad was in the military. She's in the military. And uh, she always said she wanted to outrank my dad, you know, in the military. She always one of her goals, she always said, which she's done passed him up by two stripes now. But she um, back then, she told me, she said, you know, we, we were in there. And I told her, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to get. or what. So she took me and my brothers. We went to the military because we, we wanted to put him in his blues. Right. You know, I had to bury him in, yeah. in his military uniform. And uh, she took us in there, and she's like, all right. You know, these are the ribbons, these are how they're supposed to look, and this is, you know, it helped us get everything, you know, <coughs> excuse me, at least I made it this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. But she helped us get, you know, all of the, all the different, you know, decorative pieces and stuff for his jacket, and, um, so we could put all that on and dress him, and so it was awesome to have her, you know, there for that and have that experience, and uh, so just a shout out to her. Um, she just made a senior master sergeant. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah cool, so cool, she is, uh, cool, cool. 
really proud of her. I'd like to have her one of these days come on and tell her story. Um, somebody that's got a, I mean, a hard, hard life. And, and um, if anybody had, you know, when I talk about her, if there's anybody I could look at to say, you know what, you had every right, you have every right to just say, you know what, I'm just going to throw in the towel and I'm just going to quit. She had every right, every every opportunity that could go wrong or could be hard or st- the card stacked up against you, you know, and for somebody her whole life, everybody told her, you can't, you can't, you can't. Wow. And she's always said, yes, I can. And then she did. Wow. And so just, just that's what I'm saying, just looking at her like, man, here's an example I have in my life of somebody that says, here's trouble, here's trial, here's adversity, and here's April, and I'm going to push right through it. Wow. And she does every yeah. time, every yeah. time. And so, you know, I look up to her, and I don't know what I'd do if she quit. Right. If she quit one time, then I'd be like, oh, dang, <laughs> like, now what am I going to do? You know, so, yeah. April, if you listen to this, don't you ever quit because I'm, I'm looking up to you to, as my just that person that right. if she can keep going, I can keep going. Right, right. That That's amazing. And you, you kind of want people in your circle like that. You do. You know, they just gives you that, you know, positive magnetic energy you know to to keep going and keep pushing um you know everybody struggles yeah i think the difference in the kicker is she didn't quit right you know she didn't quit so that that in itself is is just just huge and it's just you know monumental from you know what you're telling me right now and uh and i love meeting new people like that i love meeting (laughs) people like that because it's like you know, you've been through so much, and, and, you know, I'm going through my journey, and here I am, you know, yeah. crying about what i going on in my life, but you look over to another person, you're like, wow, I don't even know if I could have, you know, gone yeah. through that, you know, yeah. you're kind of like, whoa, like, you gotta, gotta st- take a step back and kind of, you know, analyze your life a little bit, and so, yeah, the people like that are, are amazing. Like they they that. are, and, and, and it's true, we have uh, another guy I was talking to you about, um, uh, JP, uh, he's going to be with us. He'll be recording with us on June 11th. That's right. Um, yeah. And so his episode will come out the following week. Um, but here's a guy that got blown up in Iraq, lost his legs, and, you know, like I said, had all these surgeries, and I think like 28 or something. And wow. not to tell his whole story, he's got a lot more to it. But, I mean, and I used to play in a band with him, and we'd be like, going places and I'd be like oh man my leg hurts and he's like really your leg hurts <laughs> he's like I ain't got no legs you know and I'd be yeah. like oh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really complain no more like I, I kind of feel yeah. bad now you know or you know I'm sitting there going oh man I'm tired I've been standing up all day well, you know yeah. he's like oh yeah yeah. I wish I could stand up all day. Oh, wow. You know, but but he's yeah. a like a real and and you'll see when you meet him and and the listeners when you guys get to meet him on here, he's just a he's a little different. He's he's positive, he's upbeat, you know, and uh you know, and so he's one of those guys that you know, not everybody agree with kind of the his his uh mindset. Um but you also haven't sat where he sat. You know, here's a guy right, who's exactly. been through some real exactly. real stuff right. you know there's almost you know <laughs> and uh and just kind of says hey you know what i looked it in the face and i said you ain't gonna stop me and i'm gonna move past it and he did you know and he's you know married now i think uh you know and again he'll tell a story on how uh he met his wife and, and hopefully we should actually have her on as well 
Um, so they'll come on and talk about just different things that they've been through. And that's the whole point of like this podcast is just really to tell people, hey, there's a, there is a what's next. There is hope after the anxiety, the struggle, the depression, the pain, the hurt, the tears, the frustrations, the anger, whatever it is, there is a what's next to that. Right. And the what's next is what you do after you're met with that. After you hit that wall, you know, do you smash into it or do you find the door through it? Do you let the wall stop you, or do you look around for a rope to climb it? Do you, do you build? Do you start building? Do you find bricks? Do you find whatever resources around you to build a, a little bridge or stairs or a staircase to get you over that wall? And so I think that's that's really what it is, is that everybody's going to hit a wall. Everybody's going to hit it. Yeah. But since when you get to that wall, what do you do? And and that's the thing. And, and, it's, and it is so much... You know, the cliche is easier said than done. It's 100% true. You know, and so until you've been through that, it's hard to say, yeah, man, just get over that wall, man. I don't know why you're waiting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of, you can, you know, sympathize and empathize, you know, with what yeah. people have gone through. But until you've walked in their shoes, you, you don't have any idea, any clue. Um, that's why it's it's just the most important thing is just not giving up. Yeah. And just, you know, keep and continue to push. And, and that's, I think that's the whole motive and objective and what's next. You know, yeah. like a hope in the future. It is. You, you know, that's, that's what there's, we're here for. You know, as long as you're still breathing, you know, you always have another opportunity to, you know, get it right and, and, and you know, fix it. And, yeah. and to find out a solution, you know, for the problem or whatever you're going through. Um, and and just, just keep going. Keep pushing. Yes, sir. So... Well, and then what I was talking about is on the walls, I'm just thinking right now, you know, everybody's wall is textured different. Everybody's, everybody's wall ain't, ain't as easy to get over. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just, there's different types of, of struggles. And, and like you said, you just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing. And sometimes, like you said, it helps if you got somebody over there, you know, and y'all can't see me unless she's on camera, but does that that weave basket, you know, with the hands. Right. And they do that, you know, put it out and just say, hey, step in. Step in so I can help you up over the wall. I'm going to help right. you leap over right. that wall, you right. know. Right, And, right. Uh, you know, sometimes you need you need that person in your life that's, you know, like that's what April was for me, you know. Just having that person that's just going to say, hey, just step in. Just step in, man. I got you. Right. You know, I'm going to throw you up over that or I'm going to help you, you know, get to the next the next part of that wall or whatever it is. Right. Um. And listen, guys, listen in. You know, we're not silly to think that everything is so jovial and, and that, um, you know, everything is just, just a wall. Sometimes you got a wall, a roof, four sides with extra bricking. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you get you get to the top of the wall and then you got four roofs to penetrate. Right. I mean, it's it sometimes it's a little more difficult for, for some. You know, I, I know a girl right now um, that's, you know, kind of close to the family. And uh, since I haven't really talked to her, I won't say her name or anything, but I kind of can share some of the, uh, without going too much into detail, but this girl has um, stage four cancer and has had like everything go wrong that could possibly go wrong. Uh, And during the part, during the course of um, dealing with her cancer, um, she has a sibling of hers just get, you know, he's uh, taken from her. Um, you know, suddenly, tragically, um, and, you know, that she's faced with all these things and, and basically given no hope. 
Um, but yet, you know, every time I see a message or a post or something from her, it's positive. Like, hey, you know, still fighting the fight. And I'm still, right. you know, just like, and I'm like, man, I would not be positive. I would be, you know, I would be down and out. I don't know. I, I would be struggling. But you look at these people that just, like, you're like, how do they do that? How do they keep their head up? How do they keep fighting? You know, but, but at the end of the day, that's, that's what you got to do. You know, otherwise you just wither away. You just right. you just soak in depression, and that's no way to live either. Right, right. And I mean, that's just some some people are just built differently. You know, they're they have a, a solid foundation in what they believe in, and um, they continue to keep pushing. Um, and so, uh, for me, I think um, my mentor in my life right now uh, is it, kind of a big brother to me, you know, right okay. now. Um, uh, his name's Josh Scott. And, and I mean, he's just been, you know, monumental in my life. Um, you know, just helping me, you know, kind of, you know, get through, you know, different stages of life and, and where I'm at and, and helping me to become, you know, a better man overall. And I just, you know, you need people in your life, you know, like that. You need um, encouraging people. You need people that's going to, you know, tell you where you're at in life, um, you know, and just try to help you, you know, try to get you where you need to be out of love. That That's another thing, you know, out of love. I mean, even sometimes, you know, you got people in your life, you know, they, they tell you things, you're like, man, you know, they tell you about yourself, and you're like, I'm not trying to hear all that, man. <laughs> you, you would tell me this right now. But <laughs> yeah. I, I think those type of people are necessary in your life, you know, to go to the next level. Um just, just next level people in your life, just you know, that that actually you care about your soul, if I can put it like that. People uh, care about you know, um, who you are deeper and who you are going to yeah. be for your family, and you know who, what type of person you're going to be in the future. It's just because you know they they love the person you are. So that that's big, you know. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is good because you're right there. Then it's and it's all like you said. It's all about how they come at you. You know, and if it's somebody that just, you know, it ain't genuine, you know, it ain't out of love, right. you know, because there are people that are just judgy, you know, or, you know, I talked about this in, in the whole series, too, where, you know, after my dad died, I got these people coming up to me. Hey, you know, the Bible says all things work together for good. <laughs> I'm like, all right, get, the, get out of my face with yeah, that noise. I, yeah. Exactly. You said, look, I don't. I don't need that. I don't yeah. need that right now. And it, and not that God's word isn't true and not that that verse isn't true. It's absolutely true. It's just not the right time to hear right, that. You know, it's right, like, yeah. you know, I need somebody, you know, I can say this, the best thing, and I don't know if this is just me or if it's true for everyone, but at least for me, it's true. I'd say for me, the best thing that you could do when you're going through something like that, where it's just like, man, it's real. And I am just my lowest point. The best thing anybody could do is not say anything to me. Walk up to that person and just wrap your arms around them and hug them so they know you love them, so they know you care, so they know you're there. Sometimes not talking is the right thing to do. It's the showing, like you said earlier, it's showing up for somebody, being there like, hey, uh, you put your arms around somebody and just like, I'm here. Wow. Because I nothing I'm going to say is going to fix it. Right. But I'm here. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's what people need to know. They need to know that somebody is really there for them, not somebody that's going to 
you know, give this great speech that's going to just turn the world around for them or somebody that's just going to solve their problems because they know themselves. You don't have the words for me. Some people are more educated than me. So what am I going to tell them? Something philosophical to some guy that got three PhDs and I ain't going to help him. He knows. But if I go to him and I just quietly embrace and just say I'm here, that's it. That's all you got to do. That's huge. I I really feel like in my heart I really want to be that for somebody, multiple people, just just a a big big old teddy bear <laughs> that just you know embraces people with just you know uh, just love because like you said it it's it's just a it's just an overwhelming feeling you know yeah. when when you just show people you know the love. And it and it just radiates like that in that type of way that exchange, just not not saying anything verbally, but just, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm 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 here, and and you know, and I'm here for you in any you know way, shape, or form that you need. That's big. That that allows people to, ultimately, I think you know, develop trust, and um. And, and start to make strides towards getting better in whatever they're dealing with, I believe. That that changes the narrative. Um, and so I, I've, I've been in a situation um, like that where I've just, you know, I actually used to work with uh, um, at-risk youth. The same thing that I'm kind of, you know, going into, but with a different age group on the west side of San Antonio. Um, and I, I went to this camp... Um, and I, I believe his name was Joseph. The kid was Joseph, and we went to um, this camp. I forgot what the camp was called, but we went out there, and they were having a time of you know praise and worship, and we were just, you know, it, it we was it, it was a wonderful time, and I uh, I didn't know what the kid was going through at the time, but I just you know you know went down there, put my hands on him, you know, and kind of just gave a pat on the back and gave him a big hug, and. Um, I just felt in that moment like, wow, I mean, this this is what life's about. Like, this is transferring my energy because I, I can tell just even in praise and worship, like, I mean, he was just so sad. It was just, I mean, when, when you see, I mean, you really can't see emotions. You can kind of in a way, but I like really like, I really saw like his emotions. I felt his heart and I, and I just kind of, there was nothing I could say in that moment. You know, there was, that was a moment. There was nothing, hey, it'll be better. It'll be okay. <laughs> like, you know, God loves you. I, I don't think that would have, you know, I don't think that would have done anything for him in that moment. Yeah. But when I, you know, grabbed this kid and I just, you know, put my arms around him, whatever he wasn't getting at home, whether, you know, I, I could, I could yeah. tell, like, hey, like, this kid just needed a, a hug. This kid just needed to be loved on this. And he was a teenager. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was just a, it was just a monumental moment in his life. And I, and I can tell, I mean, you know, he starts crying. I start crying. I'm like, what is going on right now? You know, but it was just that hug that kind of just, yeah. you know, it, it started something. It started a relationship, you know, w- between me and him. And, and that was big. That was big. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in, in terms of what you're talking about, in the whole setting, you know, we, we gotta always go back to, you know, faith. I know you and I share similar faith in God, and 
and uh, you know, in, in talking about these things, is that it's it's um, it's not that God can't move and work, but a lot of times we get in front of Him, we get in the way, yeah. and we mess it up. Right. You know, so He's there. He might be there because you know a lot of people don't understand is that the, the Spirit of God, if you will, is not forceful. You know, and there's these churches that preach the stuff that, you know, you know, God's gonna get you and God and yes, there is a you know, judgment and all that, that is true. But, you know, the God I know is merciful, long suffering, loving, caring, and uh, you know, but he's also not gonna force himself on you. Right. He's not gonna, you know, force you you to accept him. And so, you know, what uh what a lot of people get stuck on is people that are hurting like that young man you know, he's looking for something, and a lot of times, you know, he's worshiping, he's praising, he's there looking for God, and it takes somebody as an instrument to come forward and say, like, hey, you know, I, I, I love you, I care for you, right. because you're the, you're the God he's going to see. He's going to see what you do, and in turn see that's what God is, that's what God's about, right. and, and you're the vessel that God's going to use to then draw that person to him. Right. You know, right. God's the ultimate healing. You know, there's no there's no uh, two ways about it. You know, we talk about all these different things, and we talk about, you know, because I believe in medicine, and I believe in counseling, and I believe in um, therapists. I've, I've seen them myself. I needed them. I needed their help. But at the end of the day, God's the ultimate healer of the heart. Um, but a lot of times, it's just how we get in the way of what he can do. You know, if if you, you know, stand, hey, I'm, I got this, I'm in control of this, then you know, God will say that, okay, well, you got it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on, and right. you, you got this, exactly. You know, and a lot of times that's where people get stuck. They get stuck in the, you know, I got this, so you know, God will say, hey, then, you know, when you need me, you let me know, and I'll be there, you know. But I'm, you know, if 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 you got it, I mean, I, you know, and and he'll just kind of stand there and wait. And the second you call him, he's, oh, he'll take care of you. He'll yeah, rush in and yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll grab you in his arms and he'll take care of you. But yeah. but being that instrument and that vessel, you know, like you were just saying, hey, I just want to be, I want to be that that extension. I want to be that that tangible, uh, vis- visible being that could be the hands. Uh, you know, God's not physically here, but I can put my arms around you. Because that's what God wants to do. Right. And so I'm going to put my arms around you. I'm going to tell you I love you. I'm going to show you real, true love. And then I'm going to tell you about the one who loves me. Right. You know, right. and so it gives you that opportunity to really just, you know, bring somebody into the presence, you know. Right. And right. Uh, so, you know, and I, I've always said I was never going to use the podcast as a preaching thing. So I try not to get too much into that. Um, but it, But it is the truth. Um, you know he's the ultimate healer um but a lot of times it's just getting stuck in our ruts and in our ways and the things that we're going through you know right right and and it's just um it's just about you know making god big you know making making him bigger in situations like you said i mean a lot of a lot of things happen in today's society that kind of try to minimize god but like I said, I just want to be an instrument to just to make them bigger. That's it. It's you know, plain and simple. Amen. Yes, sir. So I know. Uh, again, we've been talking about you know the different different 
different forms of anxiety and today we kind of we talked about that we've kind of took a little bit of a turn there but it's all kind of the same the same uh, narrative um you know where it comes from and where it leads to and i can tell you that with the anxiety and the depression and the stuff that i was going through um where it was leading me um and i there's a lot of things i have never and i, and I probably won't go through everything on the radio some stuff's just personal right but i um it almost cost me my marriage. It almost cost me my family, my home. Um, you know, just being angry all the time. There's just no way to live. And I was, you know, at that time beginning to let anger uh, consume me. And um, you said why I saying it almost cost me everything is, you know, you don't, when you start seeing red all the time and then like little triggers start to set you off and it's like everything and then you know it's like something that's not even a big deal but all of a sudden it becomes a big deal because of the anxiety that you're dealing with and and so for me my anxiety would lead me straight to anger I mean I would go you know some people tell me that's not anxiety yes it is don't tell me what it is or it isn't I know what I'm going through and I would tell you like it would be it would be like I would just be um basically I I would conjure this stuff up in my head that, you know, this is happening and this is happening and then that's happening and then and I would just get angry, you know. So I would just live in anger all the time and, uh, you know, there's no no way to live. And so it took for me, you know, I had to go, I had to go see a therapist, you know, and I had to, you know, talk to him. And I come to find out that all of my anger and everything that was coming out on my wife and on my kids and, you know, and everyone else was because I, ha- I hadn't dealt with losing my father properly. You know, so it took, like, you know, having to deal with the issues of losing him. And uh, one of the episodes, we'll talk about this. We may dedicate a whole episode to it, but their memory, you know. And so, like, my my father's memory after losing him, the first thing was is he's gone. And so all I remember is what he did right. All I remember is how good he was. And the truth is, you know, when I went to the therapist, I started learning off. He didn't do everything right. There were some things that he did wrong. There were some things that I had to forgive him for. There were some things that I had to, I had to deal with and I had to handle and I had to, I had to, you know, kind of pass through. And so as I began to do that in therapy, I began to unlock some doors and realize that I don't got to be angry. Just because my dad was angry at this or just because he was upset at that or just because he was holding on to whatever. And so then as I began to let those things go, and I began to realize that I didn't need to do that and I didn't need to hurt and I didn't need to be anxious over this and I didn't need to uh, have fears and I didn't need to have worry and I didn't need to stress over these things and I began to let them go and I began to say, it will not have power over me, it will not control me, it will not consume my life and I just I just let it go. And, um, and after that, that's when I began to get to a point where I said, okay, you know, now I'm able to begin to teach my son, you know, how how he's supposed to live and how a man's supposed to take care of his wife and how uh, a father's supposed to love his children and how, you know, because I, I look at so many different fathers and parents, and this is what I was talking about you in terms of that, what are we, like the next generation that's growing up, you know, what are we teaching them? You know, like if my son every day is a, you know, we talked about the silly, silly, some of the silly stuff that's learned behaviors. You know, do I want him to grow up in fear? Do I want him to grow up worrying? Or do I want him to grow up in faith and and expecting, you know, expecting that God's going to do this or expecting in faith and trust that this is going to happen? 
and not have to have anxieties or fears or worries. Um, I don't truly believe. I mean, yes, there are things that happen in our lives, but it's, you know, my dad used to have that saying, basically, which was the one I have on my arm. You know, it's not how we fall, but how well we rise after falling. You know, we're all going to fall. We're all going to go through hardships and trouble. But it's, it's what do we do when we get back up? And so I'm hoping now that I've been through some of this stuff, I'm hoping he didn't see too much of that. And I'm hoping that maybe he catches the the positivity of, sorry, this mic is acting up, the positivity going forward and learning is, hey, I see my dad having faith. I see my dad trusting so I'm going to tell a little story, and then I'll give Andre a chance to kind of give his final thought, and then we'll kind of close out. But so when I was, I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think, I want to say, I want to say I was maybe nine. Oh, no, maybe younger, maybe seven, seven or eight, which means my brothers were probably five and six, five and six, and I was like seven or eight, because yeah, we're real close in age. And uh, my dad had just went overseas. He went to Iceland for the military. And uh, he went overseas. He got stationed in Iceland for a year. Um, he didn't take us with him. So my mother and my, you know, my brothers, we stayed behind. So we moved in with my aunt and uncle. My uncle had just um, recently become a pastor. And he decided to go to, to become a pastor full time. So he took over this church that was dirt poor. They didn't have no money, barely to help take care of him. And, uh, you know, here he is. He's got a family of his own. Now we're staying with him. Got this little house and living on faith, trusting. No groceries in the house, no food, no toothbrush, no toothpaste. I mean, just roughing it. And uh, so we're there with them. And, of course, you know, my mom got us everything that we needed. You know, my dad was still in the military, so we were, you know, we still get stuff. But... I remember we were there and uh, my aunt and uncle crying and being upset because they didn't have groceries, they didn't have, you know, and uh, and it's, this really was profound for my life, um, you know, this this really happened. So we're there and I remember my aunt and uncle telling me, all right, everybody go in the living room. Okay. So we all go in the living room and then they say, all right, well, everybody, everybody get on your hands and your knees. I'm like, all right. Pastor's house, we gotta do the church stuff. You know, so we get our hands and knees. And uh, we're there, we're around the couch. And uh, my uncle says, You know, we're not gonna ask God for a miracle. We're not gonna ask God for, you know, to rain down manna from the sky. We're not gonna ask Him to fill our pantry with groceries. We're not gonna do none of that. He said, We're gonna ask God to give us some toothpaste. He said, Because I just wanna brush my teeth. He said, if God will just help brush our teeth, we'll figure out the rest. And so I remember he begins to pray and ask God, please, I, you know, we just need toothpaste and toothbrushes. You know, we just, we just need some toothpaste. And my aunt prays. And it goes around to all of us. And there was six boys. We pray. My mom prays. Each one of us, God, send us some toothpaste. You know, we need toothpaste. And, and we're laughing and joking about it or whatever. And then, you know, we finish praying and we get up and, you know, we're just kids running around the house or whatever. And this was back in the um, late 80s. So back then, and I don't, I don't know if it still happens now in some areas, um, but it doesn't happen here anymore. You know, we got the mailboxes with the keys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But this is when the mail carrier had, like, their satchels. 
that they would carry and they would go door to door and they put your mail. Well, they had like this, um, this like this little mailbox on their front door. <coughs> Excuse me. So the mailman would come through and then he would put the mail inside that, you know, little thing and then close it right outside the door. So we're there and the mailman comes up and he comes to the door and he opens it up and then he tells them and they open the door. He's like, oh, hey, he's like, you guys are the last house in the block. He goes, and I got all these toothbrush and toothpaste samples and I know what to do with them. You guys want them? And he hands us this pile of toothpaste and toothbrushes. And so, like, you could think what you want about it, say, oh, it's just coincidence, that's just whatever. But as a kid, to see, you know, like, God do this, you know. And and everybody says, like, okay, well, for the post carrier to already have that in his bag and for him to, that means, you know, God already had already planned it. He was just waiting for us to have the faith, the trust that he would do it. Right. And so to see this as a kid, to see that, you know, miracles are possible and there are things that he can do and it's the little things. If you just trust him for the little things, you know, he can do the big things in your life. And so that had a real uh, a profound effect on me and on my life. And so I, I want to have moments in my life as a father where I show and exercise faith and I, I show and I exercise trust. And so my kids can watch me and can see it and can look back when they become adults and say, you know, I don't know much, but I know this is real. I don't know much, but I know my dad has faith. You know, I don't know much to trust in, but I know my dad. I know who my dad trusted in. I know what my dad trusted in. When I when we were hurting, I saw my dad do this, and so that's what we're gonna do. Right. And uh, that's what I can look back on the foundation I have. Right. And so, if there's anything, man, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's kind of a, a great segue into maybe potentially the, like the next episode. Um, just trying to be a better father, be a better husband, you know, and how to accept the example and, and take, you know, one foot in front of the other. Because, I mean, it's a journey every day. It's a journey every yes. day. And um, uh, just from my dad, my dad actually is a is a pastor in Attleboro, Massachusetts okay. right now. He has Isn't a church up there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, it, it's... PK. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so what, as I look back in life, you know, there were some things, my dad wasn't perfect. Um, You know, there were some things where he missed the mark, but um, for the most part, he was always there. Um, And that's just what I'm trying to be, you know, for my kids right now. Uh, Set an example. For example, I, uh, you know, I pray with my kids every night, you know, I pray with my wife. And um, most recently, my my four-year-old has been starting to pray like a, a lot uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh wow you know his little prayers you know thank you for you know he asked God for a new puppy and he just asked <laughs> God for just for little stuff and he's just thankful for yeah. for all the little things in his life and it just kind of just takes me back and just you know just sends me to like you know step one just being thankful for, for yeah. everything I have in my life because um, it could be so much worse but um, again, you know, that can be, you know, for the next episode, we can, you know, touch and, you know, um, talk about different things. Um, back to the anxiety. If you do need help on anything, you can go to ADAA.org and that's the Anxiety Depression Association of America. Um, you know, they have, you know, numbers on there. You can call, check out the website. They have more information. Um, again, if you need anything, we're always here. What's next podcast? You can read out, reach out to us and, and we'll, you know, do our best to get back with you um, and just, you know, continue to, to, to strive and get better. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy, but as long as you are living, you have another opportunity to, you know, get it right 
And um, also, you can, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, email. Um, you know, you can, you know, those are some of the outlets you can, you know, reach us on. Um, and so, you know, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be, um, you know, hesitant. Um, you know, and it's at What's Next Podcast. And that is uh, What's Next Podcast. And that is uh, actually spelled with a K. Uh, <laughs> I know it's spelled a little bit different, but um, yeah, you can reach us on there. And um, God bless. Yeah. So one thing I just wanted to before we uh, we cut out and uh, uh, is just to say that um, exactly what he said, we do plan to have a special episode um, coming up. And he's right. It is a perfect segue. Um, so it'll be right in time for you guys to know what's right around the corner. Um, so you guys stay tuned. Look out for a special Father's Day episode coming up. Um, I don't want to give away the details, but we have some something interesting planned. Um, so if you want to see what that is, uh, please uh, stick around for the next episode to come out. Um, as always, I promise you guys won't be disappointed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk. It's time for me to just stop, right? <laughs> All right. Until next time, y'all take care. This is Tim. This is Andre. We'll see y'all next time. Yes, sir. What's next?